forgot all that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to Coffee with Colby. Uh, We are here again with our minister, Colby Clapp. I'm KT, our youth minister here at the Winsboro Church of Christ. And we're glad that you've joined us this morning. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking a little bit more about holiness, as that's our series that we're in. But before we do... I noticed you got a nice coffee mug there. Yeah, we actually have coffee today. I feel like, uh, you know, we're... <laughs> we're cheating off- the system. We though. are, yes. Well, we, we have arrived. I got my coffee and I'm drinking it, but no, uh, this is pretty good. It's uh, Colby, I am your your mug, <laughs> and on the back, the greatest character of any movie ever, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. so... Uh, Simone now. I'll second that. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, Darth Vader, there's just no topping him. Greatest villain and even just greatest character. I don't know. But mm. Simone, her daughter, makes these. They kind of mm-hmm. spun on this interesting kind of design that seals it all in. And Yeah. So she had her daughter make me one, and it's pretty cool. It's so really I, cool. I, I like and it. And that's basically just like a... A typical, almost like Yeti mug or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a lid that yeah. I can. It can be a travel mug. It's That's a cool. little stainless steel thing, but yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so. Yeti, not a sponsor. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yet, <laughs> uh, no. I'll be expecting a check. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, we we actually, I know we got a comment or two saying, "Hey, where are those coffee mugs?" So, uh, it's it's good that we are finally back to having coffee and mm-hmm. uh, we hope that everybody that's either watching or listening this and uh, listening to this will uh, join us in that right you know that we upload these on a saturday morning and you know one of my favorite things to do on a saturday morning as we've talked about is go and just sit in nature or uh, just get a nice cup of coffee and read my bible and mm-hmm. just spend time uh, relaxing a little bit, you know, Sabbathing after a long week. A little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we need that Sabbath. Amen to that, man. Well, last week we talked about a little bit about your your sermon that you had this past Sunday, which I think was a great start to the series. Be holy. Thank you. And I think the premise of that, uh, your title was, you know, be holy, for I am holy. Uh, speaking of God, there and uh, really the idea of. We're to be holy like our Father is holy, right? I think that connection of family, and I know that we talked a little bit about the idea of a marriage somewhat, and in our culture, we don't ask uh, too many questions about the family. We just ask, well, do you love each other, right? Yeah. And, uh, I would like to kind of talk about that just a little bit more. Okay. And in, in your experience, right, as being a Christian, how often do you hear people whenever they discuss their faith, whenever they discuss their walk with Christ, how many people tend to go and say, this is my father first? How often do we actually talk about our father, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not as... Well, it's definitely not as relational in my personal experience, even just Mm -hmm. how much I do it. We tend to talk about God, and even as a preacher, I tend to talk about God as other and uh, mm-hmm. holiness means others set apart so right. he is completely different and you know uh, he is not a part mm-hmm. of the creation he is totally you know independent of creation mm-hmm. and that especially independent of, of the brokenness of creation that we brought into it and that didn't break God God's still permanently him so that makes me think you know him being this entity mm-hmm. that is beyond me 
and he is, but he's also our father. And you look mm-hmm. at Jesus, especially in the book of John, I mean, he just goes around saying, my father, my father, my father, my father, and actually makes some people mad. Like, how dare you call God your own father? He goes, right. well, because he is. Get over <laughs> it, kind of a thing. <laughs> right. But you see this very intimate connection. Mm-hmm. Again, this is emphasized more in the John than the other right. Gospels, I think, as far as Jesus using that wording. Uh, my father, you know, and mm. I trust my father. My father's given me a job, and I'm doing my, my father's job. And yeah. I mean, just it just he he almost you know just beats it, it beats that drum as far as he never stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he is my father, and I'm doing my father's work. And right, and then you know the Jews of his day very much like the term "our father," and so you know yes. in the prayer, "Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name," was a Obviously, it's Jesus' it's the Lord's Prayer, but it, it was a pretty Jewish standard. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just, oh, he's saying things never been said before by any right. means. It was a good, solid, just basic prayer, and that's what Jesus is saying. Don't try to be fancy. Don't try to be mm-hmm. crazy with your prayers. Just pray simply and trust God. And, and the our Father phrase is so common, but to say, my Father, right, that kind of ruffled some feathers. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Your Father. He said, well, he is my Father, and I am his Son. Mm. As are you saying? He said, "Yes, exactly what I'm saying." <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you mention it, <laughs> and again, I don't go by the moniker "Son of God," uh, nor no, should I. Uh, and so, uh, but even just we don't use "Our Father" as much as I think we could. You know, That's that He's true. our Father, and because I think, you no, know, to think that God is to use in a phrase that God is my Father, God likes me more than likes you, KT. He's right. my Father, not your Father. That's totally inappropriate for us to mm. think in that way. But to think. He is our Father. He is He is the Father that trains us, guides us, leads mm-hmm. us, sets the example for us, and yeah. builds our home that we now live in. And that's the idea of, that Jesus gives in John 14 as far as in my Father's house. Right. Our many rooms. Exactly. And you know, I'll go to prepare a place for you. And I'll, if I go to prepare a place, I'll come back and I'll... Right. Take you to be with me so that you may be where I am. And where's Jesus? Well, he's in his father's house. Where are we going to be? We're going to be in our father's house with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, That's so interesting to me, you know, as you, I mean, tying in that idea of Jews would typically say our father, right? Like that, for, for whatever reason, that didn't cause an issue. It's just whenever it became personal, I guess, mm-hmm. right? It's like our father signifies like we're all down here he's up there still and then maybe for jesus coming in saying well that's my father right it's almost elevating jesus to a point which he was it's right, right. They say rightfully he, he was yep. but I, I guess maybe in some ways it's it seems like in their view if god is holy how can he be my father right and it's uh-huh. almost like it's almost like they're they they have such a low view of themselves, such a high view of God that they don't realize what God is doing for them, right? And and I I, I say that with caution, knowing that maybe in our culture we, we we don't put God as high as He needs to be. That is true. And and sometimes I don't know. It, it it depends on the person, I think, obviously. But sometimes we don't put Him high enough, and sometimes we don't think that he could ever stoop so low for us to, to pull us up. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I, th- I think it's a really cool idea, and I, I really like the, the start of the series. Like I said, yeah. I'm excited. So, well, There's uh, definitely a tension there, and actually yeah. one thing you can 
study on or look into is a worm theology, which is an interesting phrase, yep. but it actually stems from that phrase uh, in our song. Is it worthless or well, wretched worm as I? For, for such a worm as I, mm. yeah. Such a. For yeah. such a What song is that? The chorus is at the cross, at the cross, but that was added later. It was an old, I think, uh, John Wesley song, mm-hmm. or Isaac Watts song. You should probably edit this out and pretend like we know what we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. He devote that sacred head for such a worm. You're getting our singing this morning. Yeah. For well, such a gonna, worm as I. This is going to get flagged on YouTube. <laughs> copyright right there. I, I think the copyrights weren't on that one. <laughs> but uh, but I, even in our modern song books, I know in Songs of Faith and Praise at mm-hmm. least, uh, I don't know about the ones in our pews. I haven't looked yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but m- many of them change for such a one as I. And so they take the mm-hmm. worm out. The idea of, you know, we're not little, we're not worms. Mm. And I, and so there's tension there. It's like, right. well, in some ways I am just a worm. Right. But in some way, but what, I, th- I think what I see in scripture is there is talk about us in our lowly state, in our broken, unholy, profane, mm-hmm. godless, just sinful, selfish mm-hmm. State. I mean, the Bible does talk about that a good amount, and but it doesn't talk about that in so much to beat us down or to mm-hmm. you know make us feel worthless. I don't think it's actually saying, okay, that's. But now I'm going to do something, and I'm right. going to lift you up out of that state. Mm. You know, and I'm going to make you my child. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> a week from Sunday is the one about Jesus being our brother. And right. uh, a passage out of Hebrews chapter 2 I love, uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite verses. So uh, I don't want to get there too yeah, soon. Certainly. But but the idea that, you know, Jesus, God doesn't tell us how low we are just to say, oh, you're low, you're rotten, you're mm-hmm. dark, you're worms, you're nothing to me. Obviously, he says, uh, you've abandoned my image. Mm-hmm. And there therefore just become like nothing better than worms, right. nothing more than just another creature chasing after yeah. its instinct here in this world. But I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to yes. restore that image. I'm going to put back in you, obviously, and then Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, that we have quenched or subdued or subverted, but God. So, I mean, to me, I like singing worm personally. I yeah. like the original. What right. the you know the author of that poem mm-hmm. of that song wrote because uh, I think it has its place. Sure, um, but I think we are afraid of, and I get it, thinking that we're gonna make people feel bad because people feel bad anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look in the mirror; we see our own imperfections. Look at our life. I mean, so mm-hmm. I don't need any help necessarily yeah. feeling bad about myself. And I'd say a lot of people are in that same boat. And so Christianity mm-hmm. is not about, oh, got to make you feel bad. And unfortunately, it's gotten that reputation some because we've sure. done that some. It's like, oh, let me tell you how bad of a sinner you are. <laughs> right. uh, but really it's more so, actually, let me tell you about how God makes holy. Mm. God takes what's broken and yeah. makes something beautiful. Well, God, you know, bestows holiness 
and how we grow up into that holiness, which is what this week's sermon's yeah. all about. That's cool. That makes me think, you know, that worm idea is not God created us as worms at all. I'm very true. It's, it's that we become the worm ourselves. Uh-huh. You know, we're the ones, if anyone is broken, if anything is broken, it's our fault, not God's, mm-hmm. right? And it's not, I mean, we certainly don't believe that we're created, you know, sinful, right? Like, yeah. we, we believe that every all men have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, mm-hmm. um, and sin is going against God, and I, I think that if if we have a good view of that, if we have a good understanding to know what God wants for you is not where you're at. What God wants for you is not the things on this earth, the things that are so prevalent, right? Yeah. What God wants for you is to be reconciled to him. That's a big word, mm-hmm. right? To come back to being in a right relationship with him that in turn looks like his son. You yeah. Know? It and looks like his son here on earth. And is. And the, the holiness, you know, mm-hmm. that's ideas intrinsic to what you were just talking exactly. about as far as you know, we are becoming holy because God is making us holy to mm-hmm. rejoin him who is holy so yeah. that we can all live in holy relationship there you go. together. Mm. Uh, so uh, That's good. Yeah, and while, while you're talking, I thought about the prodigal son. Absolutely. I mean, you have Absolutely. the son of a father who makes a bad choice. Goes off and lives like a pig, mm-hmm. literally. I mean, yeah. he's wanting to eat what the pigs are eating, and so he is—he has diminished himself to not the point of a worm, but to the point of a pig. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is, God wants him back. Yeah, you know, and God doesn't want him back to just be a pig on his farm now. No, mm-hmm. it's God says you're not a pig. Right. I'm gonna bring you back to the full ability to be my son, which is what I intended from the mm-hmm. get-go. So. I, I envision sometimes in, in that story what it's like a few months later, mm-hmm. a few years later, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I almost wonder how long it took for that that you know that son to start acting like his brother. <laughs> you know, like did it did it happen or did he? I think the way to keep from that happening is maybe to remind himself of what. I was a pig. He came from. Yeah, I mean, and Paul always yeah. remembered where he came from. He, ne- he never shirked away from it, never said, yeah. well, I don't Chief like talking sinners, about that. Right? He brought it up all the time. Absolutely. Man, I tried to kill people in the church. Mm-hmm. I was passionate about it. I loved doing it, he said. but and he, and he didn't bring it up to keep him where he's at. No, he brought it up to talk about what Jesus exactly. had done. Exactly. And how the relationship had been right. uh, restored, you know, to and, emphasize the grace, you know, that, you know, yeah. uh, I am what I am because of the grace of Christ. Amen. And that's what he boasted about. And I mm-hmm. boast in nothing. I don't boast in the way I was before. Right. I don't boast in the way I am right now. Yeah. I just boast in Jesus mm-hmm. bestowing on me the grace that's got me to where I am, but it's going to keep going all the way until, mm-hmm. you know, he's finished the fight and yeah. rejoined with Christ in eternity. So Absolutely. Well, hey, we kind of mentioned in two weeks what your sermon is going to be, but mm-hmm. what about this week? What you got in store for us? Well, last week was Be Holy for I Am Holy, mm-hmm. and that's a quote out of First Peter and Leviticus. Uh, this one is not a quote, but definitely an idea in Scripture, mm-hmm. Be Holy because you are holy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, idea is Be Holy because your Father's holy. This one is Be Holy because there is an element in you 
given through Christ, of course, and through, you know, redemption, reconciliation. And now it's not just you're trying to be holy. I hear people saying, well, I try to be holy a lot. Mm-hmm. And I do too. I'll use that phrase too. I try to be holy, but do we yeah. realize you are holy? Yeah. And people, you know, I might use this phrase in my sermon now. People saying, well, I'm no saint. I'm like, well, I beg to differ. You right, are a saint. I'm with you there. Saint means a holy person. Amen. And we normally think, well, that's only the, for the top echelon of, you know, the most amazing Christians. No, every single person mm. who follows Jesus has been made holy. And mm. so a, a reason to act holy is not because, oh, so I can get there. It's not, you already are. Just right. act and live up to it. That's kind of the core of this mm. week's sermon. Trying to decide where I would go with this. Because I got a, I got a question for you. Okay. I think I'll go there and see how it goes. <laughs> so if I start preaching too much, you can always fall. I got to save yeah. that for Sunday. You can yeah. edit it out. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen those videos and things where uh, they take like a homeless person that won the like wins the lottery, gets millions of dollars? Mm-hmm. Um, I know one in, one story in particular talked about a guy who that happened to him. He went and he bought a mansion, bought a nice big bed, nice comfortable home, and within a week he was sleeping on the floor again. Yeah. And within a month he had lost the mansion. Within mm-hmm. two months he was back on the street. Yeah. And I say that to say this. I, I think that there are times even when we become Christians and we try to become more holy, mm-hmm. right? Because we are, yep. as you're saying. And then we go about the steps and the process, and then either something in ourself, right? Or really what I'd like to focus on is maybe even external stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because I think you'll probably get into the internal stuff a little bit and the idea of overcoming the idea, the, the lies of Satan, I think, that come in that say, no, you're not. You're not actually. You're not holy. holy. Give right? up. You're not. You, this you isn't you, right? Mm-hmm. With there's also similar things being said, most likely by those in our our family, possibly mm-hmm. certainly those in our friend group and those that we work with, as we try to live up to that status, as we try to live up to who we are called to be mm-hmm. and who we are made in Christ we inevitably are going to face difficulties. We're inevitably going to face people saying, well, hey, weren't you? Paul faced this. Jesus right. did. Jesus oh, faced son? this, absolutely. You're that carpenter yeah. son? Hey, Who do you think second. you are? Right. And so maybe that's something that I'd like to hear kind of your thought on. I know that yeah. you may not be getting into that too much in your sermon. And so what do you say to somebody, whether they're a new Christian or whether they've been a Christian for 30, 40, 50 years, mm-hmm. who... Maybe I'm trying to take one more step in the right direction, but yet for some reason I, I can't get over what other people might be thinking or mm-hmm. saying about me. Yep. Anyway. I mean, I think that's a pretty prevalent trap. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, a basic response is kind of, I mean, the response of Jesus when they said, oh, aren't you that carpenter's son? He said, well, I'm somebody's son. <laughs> right. Um, but... I'm not just that carpenter's son. I mean, my father. Right. Again, that phrase, my father. He's in heaven, and that's why I'm seeking to please. I'm not trying to please you. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm not trying to do this for you. And so I think we got to remember that, that I'm, I'm not trying to get rid of my unholiness for you, KT. 
Mm. I mean, I like you and all, but you know, <laughs> you are not my motivation. Right. So, if I became convinced that you know I needed to ditch all caffeine, I'm, that, <laughs> you might have to work pretty hard to convince me of that. But if I did, <laughs> we'd have to change the name of <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if I did, and I said I'm giving up coffee because I think you know yeah. I can be a more holy without it. And mm-hmm. I want to, you know, pursue the holiness that I, God has called I think you're Mormon. <laughs> that, this is a, yeah, I mean, both it's, Mormons it's, and Jehovah's Witness, I think, look down on caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Mormons do. I'm not yeah. certain about Jehovah's Witness. But, uh, you know, if I came to that conclusion and I put away my coffee, I'd say, hey, what's mm-hmm. up, man? We're supposed to have coffee with Colby. We're, you know, we always drink coffee. Or, right. you know, and I'm like, and, and well, I want to, you know, keep my relationships mm-hmm. and want to make you happy but Jesus' response well my father doesn't want me to right well, and your father you know Ed Clapp he drank a lot of coffee well yep. I'm not talking about that father mm. no my father has called me to this and you know that idea really does come through with Jesus I don't care what you think because mm-hmm. they said you know, I mean well give us witnesses prove to us he's mm-hmm. like I don't need to because I know who my father is I mean every time they kind of challenge Jesus with what was meant would make us second guess ourselves. Yeah. He never second guesses. He said, <laughs> "I I know who my father is, mm-hmm. and I am secure." So the more we can be secure in that relationship, yeah. the less than those pulls and those thought, you know, mm-hmm. those comments, those ideas, you know, those judgments would affect us. Because right. I mean, a lot of people get derailed in their walk with Jesus because of either judgment or perceived judgment. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, and well, and I, I dare say perceived judgment is just as difficult. Yeah, I mean, right. well, what we perceive is our reality. Yeah, so whether absolutely. there was true judgment there or we just thought there was judgment, we still have that judgment mm-hmm. in our mind that just, you know, derails yeah. so much and either makes us fall back off the horse or makes us just want to quit altogether. Mm-hmm. And uh, But if we know that... I don't need to worry about that because I'm doing this for my father. Uh, then I don't care. And this came up actually a couple of weeks ago um, in my sermon when I got up there and I started talking about how I was trying to hit the high notes in the song we sang. Mm-hmm. And I didn't succeed completely. <laughs> I gave you a taste of my singing, you know, in the video here. But <laughs> if you weren't there, you know, Tex was leading the song that day and he chose There's a Stirring and I mm-hmm. love that song and I love the tenor line of it I think it's a beautiful tenor line it's also up there it, it's up there <laughs> I think Tex may have even gotten it higher yeah. than you know the key I'm normally singing in maybe but uh, and I'm like oh this high part's coming and I thought yeah, I had in my mind the thought I'm going for it <laughs> <laughs> so like I didn't like I, yeah. I, I belted it out and yeah. as I belted it out my kids turned and looked at me because I didn't necessarily <laughs> hit the note I was going for and some of them you know sniggered and laughed and stepped away like I don't know right. that guy or whatever but I'm like but then I got up in the sermon and you know just made the comment told a little story about a friend I have you know but I'm like man yeah. no, I want to sing and I want us to sing together but understand something I'm not mm-hmm. singing for you. Right. Uh, and my father gave me my voice, so yeah. I know it's just fine. And I think having that confidence of mm-hmm. my father's given me who I am, what I'm doing, right. and I don't need anyone else's thoughts or approval. And uh, a song that uh, came into mind as we were talking about all this mm-hmm. uh, was uh, an Alabama song. I really like it. It's close enough to perfect. 
Mm. Where a guy's talking about his you know, wife, girlfriend. I mean, I guess he doesn't call her wife in the song, but you know, his significant other in yeah. that, you know, song. It's a country song, but uh you know, everybody should love Alabama. I love that. <laughs> one of the best country bands of all time, of course. But, you know, the song Close Enough to Perfect is, you know, the idea of, I know she's not perfect. I know she makes mistakes. Uh, morning coffee sometimes too strong. That's mm-hmm. the opening line. But the chorus is, she's close enough to perfect for me. So pretty much you leave her alone. Yeah. You know, she's my wife. She's my woman. Right. And I'm sorry that she doesn't live up to your standards. She doesn't need to. Right. She's mine. And I love her. And she is exactly... Mm-hmm. you know, what I enjoy, you know, being with and around every day. Mm-hmm. So kind of get off her back kind of idea is yeah. what I hear in that message of that song. And I think Jesus and God see our imperfections, mm-hmm. see our lack of holiness, and call us to more holiness. I mean, the whole sermon series I'm doing is not, oh, just be content with where you are. No, it's like, see how much mm-hmm. you can truly grow up into the holiness yeah. God has laid out for you. But don't think for a minute that God is somehow, no, I would say, disappointed, if that's the right word. I said, because no, yeah, certainly. you're his son. You're his daughter. You know, he's like, yeah, I know they they got work to do, but mm-hmm. they belong with me. Right. So, like, you leave them alone. And, and if I hear God's voice saying you leave them alone, then I'm not going to let the detracting words of others impact me because mm-hmm. I know who my father is. I right. mean, that, that gives me the ability to say, I know you don't like it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Or I know that this some maybe bothers you or that you are surprised by this mm-hmm. or, you know, you would like me not uh, try so hard, but I'm not doing any of it for you. Right. Right. Jesus is like, I'm doing it for my father. And they said, well, we're going to kill you. He said, I'll do that for my father too. Right. So, See, it's interesting to me. Uh, I think that, you know, obviously in my context, I deal a lot with youth and um, one of the key battles I think and it's not just a youth thing I think it's every every age period is we don't outgrow that peer pressure we stuff. struggle <laughs> with identity absolutely and so much of our identity for most of our life comes from what other people think of us you know our peers I mean that's right. all point of peer pressure absolutely. is you know my identity is based and, on what they think of me and uh, so I need to act in accordance that will true. increase how they think of me and you know it's so ironic that self-confidence comes from without of yourself like it Uh it comes from other people so uh, i think that as you're talking about this really if your identity has been found in what other people think of you it is going to be near impossible for you to walk into a room with people that have viewed you a certain way especially if you're talking about family Mm -hmm. you know and them say what's different about you? Like, why are you trying to do this? You mm-hmm. think you're better than me? There you right? go. And getting to those kind of conversations. That implied and, judgment. That right. We, and, and, I, and I think, I absolutely agree, our response ought to be, well, I'm not doing this for you. Right? And I, I think for those of us who, we've we've been Christians a while, I think that very much is becoming more of a reality for, for us. I hope, I pray. Mm-hmm. It should um, be more like Jesus. Exactly. But I think for somebody especially that's a new Christian, especially talk about some of our young people, 
there ought to be, at least to start, I think, a desire for us as the body of Christ to be that opposite voice, to be that voice that's saying, no, this is who you are. Mm -hmm. You may be imperfect, right? You may still struggle with some of the things you struggled with before you came to Christ, but know that you are holy now. You are in that covenant relationship with Christ. You're a saint. It makes me think of that. uh, You know, I'm sure you saw that video. It kind of made the rounds, I think, recently of uh, Mr. Rogers. Um, yeah, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was a video of him as little Daniel the Lion or whatever, puppet, talking with whatever the lady's name is there. And it's like Daniel was so sad. and Lady he for was a child. And, or, yeah, yeah, something like that. And, and the, the little tiger is super sad, and he's, mm-hmm. you know, just all with, like he's all kind of lost, right? Mm-hmm. He's just sitting there, and he's like, I'm so imperfect. I I can never be that tough, big, strong lion or whatever Mm -hmm. I think is is the issue there. And he's, he's singing and then she sings and like his singing is, Oh, what was me? I'll never be who I'm supposed to be or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then her singing is you're good just the way you are. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm basically reaffirming him. Yeah. And the coolest part of that song is this. It's him singing a part, her singing a part, and then they sing together. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he switches the t- the song at all. Mm-hmm. He still sings that same part. He still sings and says all those insecurities, all those things, and it's her sitting there singing with him. And it's like a beautiful harmony there together, and it just yeah. intertwines where it's like, I'm not good like enough, that. you're good enough. And it's like, I, re- I remember they showed it at a youth minister conference. Uh-huh. And I love it because I think that's what we as, especially the adults in the church and as parents ought to be doing for our children. Mm -hmm. And I think the same applies for older Christians to younger Christians to say, my job is not necessarily for them to right now get it and for them to right now see themselves the way that God sees them because it's hard. It's not going to be easy. They're going to go into Mm -hmm. the world. They're going to go into the schools. They're going to go into their jobs, mm-hmm. maybe even their families. They're going to hear the exact opposite. My job is simply this. Continue to tell them who they are and yep. whose they are, right? Yeah, so whose they are. Yep. I, just, I, th- I think that's such a cool idea that, yes, what we're building them to is, uh, I'm, for, I'm for God and, and he's for me and mm-hmm. none of this is for you. And the more we can share that with them, mm-hmm. I think the better. Because we talked last night in in class about um, essentially a a pretty big sin that Mm -hmm. that we face. And, you know, I asked the question, well, what do you think we as a church should do if somebody is known to be this way? Like is caught in that sin or whatever. And it's like the typical answer is, well, we treat them the same. And, And I said, well... I just want to clarify, <laughs> like I, I got out of the, mm-hmm. you know, let's ask questions and let people come to the conclusion. I said, no, I'm just going to straight up tell you. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we ever need to think I need to treat people the same, especially people that have come from a, a bad situation or maybe people that are stu- stuck in sin or stuck mm-hmm. in difficult times. No, don't treat them the same. Treat them with more love and more kindness than you ever have. Yep. Right. Go the extra mile because... 
if you see them once a week, there's somebody else who sees them five times a week that's telling mm-hmm. them the exact opposite. Yeah. And anyway, I, I just think there's such a, a benefit to community in Christ that says, it's, it's why, <laughs> it's why the story of the prodigal son talks mm-hmm. about the other brother. Yeah. It's because he didn't do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, he ought to be excited and, and just so overjoyed that his son had returned. Yeah. His brother is there. And so anyway, I just think that's a cool idea then. It is. I'm interested to see how you get into be holy for you are holy. And, you know, we've hit on these outside things and I'm, Mm -hmm. I know there are plenty of things that are from within ourselves that are Mm -hmm. telling us similar things and and everything that I'm I'm excited for you to get into. No, I'm too. And yeah, yeah, we'll see how, where it all goes or how it all develops. But well, Hey, quick question. Mm Mm-hmm. What's been going on with you, man? How how has your transition into the new home, new school year been for the kids? Yeah, I mean, it's how you doing? Going pretty good. Uh, I mean, when my two oldest are in high school band, and that's mm-hmm. eating up some of our time, you know, and as sure. student activities do. Uh, but they're enjoying it, I think, still, and uh, uh, they're you know, getting a little bit acclimated. Uh, so we're we're doing pretty well. Okay. Uh, and, uh, Getting adjusted, maybe finding a little bit of a rhythm or a normal schedule, yes. almost. Oh I mean, everybody's schedule's blown out of the water as far as so coronavirus stuff. But we're trying to be somewhat normal in our, you know, and and with that, you know, church, we're trying to be somewhat normal. Yeah. Um, you know, one big announcement we got this week, if you haven't seen Eric's video or didn't hear mm-hmm. past Sunday, we're starting Bible class time back up. On Sunday morning, and so. there was much rejoicing. And there was, yes, yes. Do you do you remember this past Sunday when he announced it? Yeah, everybody just there was applause. It was applause. Yeah, they were cheering. <laughs> Eric was visibly excited, and then a lot Absolutely. of people fed off of that. And Absolutely yeah, we're excited too. And I am. We're I, ready. I am eager for it. And uh, yeah, we're starting our celebration. Mm. So it made nine thirty, yep. and then worship will start at ten thirty, like it has been. And yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, yeah, Bible class time. Yeah, I, you know, somebody somebody asked on one of the social media pages when I posted that announcement, and they just said, so it's it's moving from 920 now. And I said, well, yes, I, I think that maybe you could say we're rounding up, I guess, right? It's yeah. Rounding up to 930. But, I mean, I, I'd say if, if you're able to get here by 920, we'd love to oh, absolutely. come and yeah. enjoy some coffee together and yeah. just enjoy fellowship. I know some of the, <clears throat> many of our elders it. I know are here by 830 at least. Right, I exactly. mean, they're here, you know, getting absolutely. coffee, sitting around, just hanging out. And so the doors are mm-hmm. open, just come and have a smooth, you know, and I realized as a parent, Mm-hmm. There's a difference in how your morning progresses when you got yes. small kids and when you don't. Right. <laughs> Getting somewhere early and relaxing is not necessarily <laughs> something that parents with small kids do. So, right. I mean, but if you can and you want to and you're free and you're like, hey, I'll later have a cup of coffee, right. we'll, we'll have you know a pot on ready for you. And uh, so I'm you know looking forward to. It. I will say uh, that you know as we continue to add stuff back, you know we've mm-hmm. done we've done Wednesday nights. Now we're doing mm-hmm. Sunday morning Bible class. Uh, that uh, we are not out of the woods yet as far as all this coronavirus stuff goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still quite a few positive cases at the school, yes. you know, and different, you know, in some ways things are getting better, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for that, but in some ways, you know, we're not done yet, so, you know, 
as we add stuff back, I don't want anybody to feel like we're mm-hmm. pressuring you. Oh, you have to come because you right. know something's wrong if you don't. It's like, man, if yeah. we're still doing the video stuff, and yeah. we, you know, I'm going to record the sermon today. I think, yeah, if I can squeeze it into the schedule, you know, maybe mm-hmm. later tonight if I have to come back later. But uh, right. you no, know, and like, I we fully understand those that uh, feel vulnerable that are vulnerable mm-hmm. that are you know uh, needing to take extra precautions or to take the precautions they you know would do best for them and the family and the people around them and the mm-hmm. demands at work and all that i mean so just we want to throw one more time we said this many times but yeah we are here for everyone and part of the reason we're still Absolutely. doing coffee with colby and yeah. this you know format a little bit is you know for those that maybe aren't getting right. our smiling faces in person and that's okay yeah. we understand so uh for those able to come sunday morning bible class and we're looking forward to it absolutely, absolutely. again yeah. there was a applause and much rejoicing <laughs> but you know for those that still yeah. you know should not be getting out uh, man we understand mm-hmm. so no pressure or guilt again this whole idea right. of um you know uh, yeah. beating ourselves down no let's not beat ourselves down let's say mm-hmm. hey you are a follower of christ and we are yeah. here to help you in that endeavor as i hope you and to help us mm-hmm. so in whatever way we can and I, and I would even add if you are still listening and, and watching our videos and that's still how you're worshiping we'd love to hear from you yeah and so if if y'all have any need or even if you just want to check in and let us know hey i'm still watching these videos and maybe this is what they're doing for me or maybe even if you have ideas of how we can still better serve you during this time please let us know because i say coffee with colby needs to be a lot shorter (laughs) there you go (laughs) exactly oh Uh, man but we are very excited for bible classes Uh, again we'll have bible classes for all ages the um, adults will all be in one room in the audit or in the NPR in here um, and everything. The high school is actually going to be joining us for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll have for eighth grade and down all ages, different Bible classes per their age uh, and everything. So to start just kind of getting back into the swing of things, we'd love to have you all the adults and, and even the high school kids there in the NPR room, mm-hmm. which it's multi-purpose room room. Anyway, <laughs> a little redundant there, but yeah. Yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, whether you're watching here or if you're listening online, we'd love for you to reach out, let us know that you're, you're watching. And if you have any, anything that you would love for us to talk about or if you have any questions, uh, we'd love to get to those. Until then, I think we're just going to keep on, you know, kind of chatting about your, your sermon and seeing where that leads us. And, and anyway... Hope you enjoy your day, whether it's Saturday or whenever you're listening or watching. So we'll see you in the next one. Be blessed. Have a good one.